Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. I've been uh, usually, as I mentioned, uh, as I mentioned most weeks, that I'm usually in the Gospels or in Psalms, and then uh, maybe once a month, every five weeks, try to do a healing service. And I wanted to talk about that, just that, that approach, just for a couple minutes anyway. You know, why, when, when should we do a healing service? Uh, and I want to remind you that every Wednesday night and every Sunday morning, no matter what the message is about, no matter what the, the service is like, we always have people up here to pray with you. And just because somebody didn't call out your condition, and just because we didn't have a healing line, or we didn't carve out a moment uh, in the service, doesn't make the power of God to any less effect. God's promises of healing are always, just like his, you know, sometimes you sense God's presence, sometimes it feels like he's gone. Uh, when, when, you, when you don't sense his presence, does that mean he's not there? Of course not. He's always with us, right? And his promise is the same way. Uh, there doesn't need to be uh, something spectacular or, again, something that is a, f- a formal part of the service for the healing power of God to be there. If there's sickness in your body, you come up and you get prayed for after church, uh, Wednesday night, Sunday night, or whatever. But I do think it's proper, uh, and, and I, I believe it's proper, to uh, dedicate times in the service or dedicate whole services to the doctrine of healing because I, it's, number one, it's near and dear to my heart. Number two, I think it is so central to the, uh, the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in, in, in a minute. Uh, but, you know, you might say, well, you should only do a healing service as God leads. You know, don't, you know, uh, that don't, uh, don't just decide to have one. Maybe you decide to have one because you didn't have anything else to preach. Maybe you decide to have one because, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, but I'm not sure we need to be it's kind of the same thing. If it's a true doctrine, which it is, if it's something God desires to do, which it is, I don't need to wait for a particular moment for God, say, God to say, do that tonight. Wednesday nights in general uh, are, are tough these days are a little bit more of a strain on me to prepare for just because, you know, Sundays, you know, I, even if I don't know exactly what I'm saying, I know where I'm going to be since we're going through the Bible. I know what my text is going to be. And so I'm always more or less, you know, halfway prepared when I sit down to write it. On Wednesdays, there, have been, there are times, uh, and thank God, it's not like this every Wednesday. Uh, and, you know, I look back, maybe God was preparing me uh, even back in high school. I was the guy that would wait until the night before a paper was due before I would start writing it, you know, and write the whole thing, pull an all-night or whatever. I was a procrastinator. But there are times, I'm not kidding, I will say, I mean, hey, I have nothing to do all day Tuesday. There's nothing on the books, nothing to where I got to be. Uh, maybe I'll have even few interruptions, and I will stare, and I will read, and I will pray, and I'll sit there with a blank document on my computer, and I got nothing. Well, it's all right. I've got all day Wednesday. And sometimes I'll sit there all day Wednesday and not have a thing until about 5.30. Church is at 7. And typically, when, God, when, when I get the message, 
I get it, and I know it's from God, and I get it all at once. I probably shared this with, it seems like I shared this with somebody, probably all of you, fairly recently. Uh, but man, once it hits me, I can't type fast enough. I can't write fast enough. It's not like I get a line, now where do I go from here? It's like, ah, it's almost like God is dictating this stuff to me. So God always comes through, gives me something. Uh, so as far as a Wednesday night message goes, it wasn't like I, I need to, in this case, well, I, well, God, what is it exactly you want, uh, want to speak tonight? In this case, it was, uh, well, let me ask you this. When did Jesus have healing meetings? I, I would call them healing meetings whenever he healed the multitudes. He, whenever, Jesus did a healing meeting, essentially, uh, whenever there were sick people around him. Whenever the multitudes came to him and they were sick, he healed them. Jesus never said, oh, uh, look at all these sick people. Uh, Make sure you come back tomorrow night. I'm teaching tonight, but tomorrow night I'm doing a healing service. No, didn't do that. The sick people were there, he healed them. The other thing we have to think about is this. We were, we've just spent uh, a couple weeks looking at the gifts of the Spirit on Sunday mornings. And one of the gifts that's listed is a uh, gift of healing. And we, we spent some time uh, talking about um, tongues, particularly, and distinguishing between the gift of tongues, which by and large, refers to the public utterance of tongues in the assembly, which should always be accompanied by interpretation. Uh, and we distinguish between that and, the, and praying in tongues, which I believe, and, and, and I believe Scripture bears out, is something that's available and encouraged for all spirit-filled believers. We all can pray in tongues. Not all of us are going to be uh, prompted to deliver a public utterance in tongues right? So that's why when Paul asks at the end of chapter 12, do all speak in tongues? He's talking about do all operate in the gift of the public utterance of tongues? And the answer is no. But then in chapter 14, when he says, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all, he's talking about you all can do this. He said, he didn't say, well, if God gifts me or if God lays something on me in the moment, I'll I'll pray in tongues. He said, no, I will pray in the spirit and I will pray with the understanding. I'm going to do both. So, I, I believe the, and, and there's more, if you want to hear more about that, I'm not going to re-preach Sunday's sermon, but I believe there's a very clear scriptural difference between the gift of tongues and uh, praying in tongues. Same way with healing. You understand there is a gift of healing, but the gift doesn't need to be an operation for you to receive healing by faith, right? For that matter, the gift doesn't need to be an operation for you to lay hands on the sick. It's something Jesus told us to do. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. And this is a commission. This is something he commanded us to do. It's something he's called us to do. And God never calls us to do something he hasn't anointed us to do. Now, how do you know if it's the gift and how do you know if it's faith? I don't know if there's something that, if there's a line you definitely cross. I believe when you're operating in the gift of healing, many times you do know it. Many times, as we've talked about, I think we talked about a couple weeks ago, the gift of healing will be accompanied by a, a word of knowledge. You know, when God calls out, when he says, you know, there's somebody here, and calls out your condition, 
He didn't just call that out just so, hey, guess what? Look what we can do. I just told so-and-so what was wrong with you. Isn't God great? Isn't this guy great? Woo. No, he calls it out so you can come and receive your healing, right? And I believe the gift of healing. It's reasonable to expect the gift of healing to be there. Uh, but when Jesus, who again had the spirit without measure and who was unencumbered by any sin in the flesh. When we talk about how, how well we flow in the Spirit, it's not how much of the Spirit God's willing to give us. It's, it's that we're, we, are, we are encumbered by sinful thoughts, uh, desires of the flesh, uh, remnants of the sin nature that has been put to death, right? Jesus was without sin, and so he had the Spirit without measure, unencumbered by this stuff. He could hear God clearly, flow uh, with God perfectly. But it says when he healed the multitudes, uh, it wasn't he was led by the Spirit. It says he was moved with compassion. Jesus walked into a multitude of sick people, and he healed them because he loved them. Right? In, uh, look at this. In, uh, there's only two short scriptures I'm going to look at here tonight because I, I want to spend uh, the time, even if we're done early, I, I want to make sure we have, I have time to pray for everybody. But in 1 Corinthians the first one, chapter 12, verse 31, it says, But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. When we uh, talked about that verse, my take on that, and, uh, and it's not just my take. Hayford agrees. Many other teach. I, Bob Yandian taught this years ago. The, uh, the, the best gift, it, it, Paul's not talking about a ranking of gifts. Healing is up here. Prophecy is up here. Uh, tongues is down here. It's not that. When he's talking about uh, earnestly desiring or even coveting the best gifts, the best gift is the one that's appropriate for the situation. And if we've got a room full of sick people, guess what? The best gift is the gift of healing. All right? What was my motive for having a healing service tonight? I didn't hear a whisper in my ear from God. I'm not saying God had nothing to do with it. I decided to have a healing service tonight because I've heard... There's a cold going around. I know there are people who are fighting things. And so I want to pray for you because I have compassion on you. I want to see you well. Amen? Uh, so is that okay with you? That's what Jesus did. But when he says, uh, earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way, what's, uh, we know what he goes, goes into next. He goes into the love chapter. And remember how, how chapter 13, the chapter on love, is not an interruption in his discussion on the gifts. What's he talking about? This is the best way to operate in the gifts, to make sure you're not doing it for any wrong motives, to make sure you're not doing it for, to get the spotlight on yourself. Here's how you do it. Are you doing it to edify somebody else? Are you doing it selflessly? Are you doing it not so you can be puffed up? All right? You're doing it for the benefit of the people that you are ministering to when you are operating in a gift. Same thing with healing. Uh, it, it, it's a little bit, this is why, and, and I'm not, I'm not I'm, I've got to be very careful not to cast any stones. People minister in different ways. But the flashier a minister is, especially when he's operating in the gifts, the more nervous I get. Because it, it seems to be you're making it about the guy. You're making it about the woman, whoever it is who's praying for the sick, whoever's laying hands on the sick. If there's a lot of flash and ka kapow and dancing around and, and almost like a magic show, I'm not saying God can't work in situations like that, you understand. 
I'm just saying we've got to be really careful to make sure that the focus is on just getting people well, not in building my ministry, all right, or anybody's ministry. Now, there's, I, I want to lay a little bit of groundwork, even though I don't have any new revelation on healing. I've shared with you many, many times on the subject of healing. But it does us good to remember these things when we're getting ready to pray for the sick, when you're getting ready to receive healing. So let me remind you of a couple things. Number one, there is so much in the Old Testament and the New Testament uh, that, that point out that healing is ours. But the underlying doctrine is simply this. And this is not, this is something that is, that is not uh, uh, argued against by anybody that I know, anybody who believes the Bible, any, any Bible-believing Christian minister uh, would agree with this, that sickness exists because of the curse. The fall ushered in poverty, sickness, and death. Those things weren't in the garden. They weren't in God's original creation. Sin entered the picture, and so did sickness. Nobody disagrees with that. Sickness is a part of the curse of the law. Now, the atonement... Uh, and I'm talking, when I say the atonement, I mean the cross. I mean the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's what redeemed us from the curse of the law. That's, that's in the Bible, all right? That we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. So I heard this uh, conversation, and I don't remember who it was who said it. He was fairly well known, uh, and I could guess, but again, I wouldn't name him even if I could remember. Uh, but they, they, it was kind of an interview program, and they said, is, is healing in the atonement? Because this is the question. There are people who, who uh, most people, by the way, when we talk again about the cessationist, the per- person who believes the gifts have passed, uh, people want to talk, they may want to talk about tongues, of course, but they also want to talk about healing. Is healing for today. And these people will say, well, certainly God heals. I've known, ve- I don't know if I've ever known any Christian minister who said, no, God just flat doesn't heal. They'll all say he, do, he, he does because he can. He's God. He can do anything. And then they'll turn around and qualify it, and usually with some, by saying something like, but rarely, with, and back that up with, what, with nothing but experience. All right? Well, uh, yes, God heals, but since, uh, since my grandma died, we know it, happened, it, it happens rarely. That's not the way you do doctrine, right? So... So this person said, well, and, and this, is, this is a more specific question, is healing part of the atonement? In other words, is healing something God just does on his own as a sovereign act of mercy, or is it something that was provided for in the finished work of Christ? And this minister, who was more or less a cessationist, said, of course healing is part of the atonement. When God heals, it is because of the atoning work of Christ. That's, that's uh, without question. But while the atonement provides healing, it doesn't guarantee healing for anybody. And I got to thinking about that. I'm like, well, you, 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 and I, I don't know if I said it exactly like he said it, but that, I, that's a, that is what he was saying. That the atonement provides for healing, but it doesn't guarantee healing. You know what? You could say the exact same thing about salvation itself. Let me ask you, was the death of Jesus Christ on the, Christ on the cross sufficient for the salvation of all mankind? 
was his blood, his shed blood enough to save everybody who ever lived? You better believe it. Is everybody going to be saved? Sadly, no. And I mean that sadly. I take no joy in thinking about one person in hell, and neither does God. But we know from the scriptures that there are those who are going to have to depart into everlasting darkness, the lake of fire, hell, eternity apart from God. Why? Was it because the atonement did not provide for their salvation? No. Why was it? Because they didn't believe. Same thing with sickness. Same thing with healing. The atonement provides healing. Who does it provide healing for? Everybody. So why doesn't everybody get healed? Everybody doesn't believe. Now hold on. Are you saying this is that, this is that tricky area? This is where somebody uh, can get their toes stepped on. And again, I, I, there are some things we just read again uh, in, in chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians. We see now as through a glass darkly. There are some things I don't understand. I have seen people die who I thought were in faith, and I can't explain it, but I don't operate based on those things. I don't, as Rob Yandian told, uh, told me, I don't throw away a hundred things I know just because of one thing I don't know. I follow the arrows that are in the Bible, and the arrows point me toward believing that healing is for me all the time that the finished work of Jesus Christ was sufficient and that I appropriate that healing work by faith the same way I appropriate my salvation. There's nothing I can do to earn it. There's nothing I can do to make it happen. I can only bring it manifestly into my life and the only thing that God has given me to make that possible is faith. So by faith, I can receive my healing. Jesus... When it comes to who is healing for and when is healing, when does healing work, Jesus, the ministry of Jesus on earth, is still our best example. He's the best case you can make for healing. It's simply because he healed them all. There were never any qualifications. There was never any doubt. You know, there, there, we have cases of individual healings. We have several different methods of healings. But when the multitudes came, he had compassion and healed them all. Whether it was demonically caused or whether it was organically caused, he healed them all. And what does the Bible tell us about Jesus? That he is the express image of the Father. If you want to know what God thinks about sin, listen to the sermons of Jesus. Listen to what Je If you want to know what God thinks about hell, listen to what Jesus says about hell. If you want to know what God thinks about sickness, look at the ministry of Jesus when he's in the presence of sickness. What did Jesus do in the presence of sickness? He healed them all. You cannot tell me that the, the, the only reason or even the main reason Jesus did this was as a sign to prove who he was. Because the only time you see him refusing to do anything is when they asked him for a sign. Give us a sign. No. Well, tell you what, I'll give you one. Uh, I'll give you the sign of Jonah. Just like Jonah was in the belly of the, of the, of the fish or the whale for three days, the Son of Man's going to be in the belly of the earth for three days, and then he'll rise again. That's the sign I'll give you. Or it's an evil, it's a wicked generation that seeks after a sign. 
But the people who came to him for healing, not a sign, got healed. All right? All that to say, when I pray for the sick tonight, and I'm going to have Beth come up here too. It was prophesied over Beth years ago, and I've, and I've experienced it in my own home, uh, that, she would, that she would operate in the gift of healing. And I want her up here praying with me. But when I pray for you tonight, I do want you to come in faith because your faith matters. The people who came to Jesus to be healed believed they were going to be healed. Right? But let's also do this. Just like it says in uh, 1 Corinthians twelve thirty one, when it says, earnestly desire the best gifts, in uh, chapter 14, verse 1, it says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy. It doesn't say only that you may prophesy. So I desire tonight the gift of healing to be in operation. I earnestly desire. I covet the gift of healing. I believe for a healing service, it's the best gift. So I'm asking God for it. I'm going to pray before I lay hands on anybody. And if you have a word of healing for somebody, I want you to be bold and come and give it. And be prepared to pray for somebody who answers that. Because God can use anybody in this room. All right? So first of all, why don't you go ahead and stand up with me. And uh, Cheryl or anybody left in here who can play some music, that'd be great. So I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to lay hands on the sick. We're going to lay hands on the sick. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. And thank you for including, first of all, so many examples of healing in the, in, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, all, all throughout your, the history of your dealings with mankind. We thank you for the very faith that you give us to access the grace that's available for healing and whatever we need. We thank you for, particularly for the ministry of Jesus who shows us what you are like, who shows us what your desires are, and demonstrates your power. We thank you also for the gifts of the Spirit and that they are for the edifying, the building up of the body to make us sound, to make us whole, to make us mature. And one of those gifts, Lord, is the gift of healing. I believe there's sickness in the room tonight and I believe the Spirit of God is here to heal. Lord, I pray that the gift of healing would be manifest in our ministry tonight. That the gift of healing is something that we desire to see in operation. We believe it's from you. We believe it's good. We believe that right now it's the best gift for this body. So we're asking for it, knowing that you're a father who loves to give us gifts. So by faith, we expect to flow in that. We want to hear from you. We want to do what you've called us to do. We want to believe what you've called us to believe. And Lord, we want to receive everything that you purchased in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. Those stripes were laid on Jesus' back, your word says, for our healing. It's ours, just like salvation is ours. And just as we claim our salvation by faith tonight, Lord God, we claim our healing by faith. We stand boldly in the authority that you've given us over sickness and disease. And as we speak to these things tonight, we expect to see them gone in Jesus' name. One more thing before I pray for you. Let's do that. Let's, when you come up here, let's expect these things to be manifestly gone. 
I agree. The Bible does use the word recover. And there's nothing wrong if, uh, you know, if, if, if you're healing. I've told you my back story. And I received my back healing suddenly. I mean, it was, I went to bed with it hurting. I woke up with it gone. But I didn't receive it instantly. I walked through it several uh, excruciating weeks of pain. I don't think that's God's best. So I, I say that. I'm not trying to hedge my bets here. I don't want anybody to be discouraged if you don't feel something. But, I, but on the other hand, I don't want you to think, well, I'm going to go up there and get prayed for, and then I'm going to be prepared to confess this for the next six weeks. No, you come up here expecting to receive healing. This is God that we're dealing with tonight. This is just the ministry of Jesus himself. He is our healer, correct? So let's come up here expecting the very power of God to drive out all sickness, disease, infirmity, disorder, malfunction, everything that rises up against good health in every one of our bones and muscles, every gland and organ, every blood vessel, every joint, ligament, tendon, nerve cell, and tissue of our body, and all the spaces in between. Amen? So, Beth, come up here. And uh, anybody else, if there's sickness in your body, anything you're fighting, even if you have been prayed for, even if you've already been confessing your healing, I want you to come up here right now and let us pray for you because I believe the gift is an operation. There's a reason for this. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.